Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. And we've got a good show for you lined up. Uh, Stacy Summers back in the studio this morning, but she's basically just like a chauffeur and, uh, and a bodyguard, I think, because uh, we've got a coffee drive to talk about, and she brought in uh, uh, she brought in the ringer. We've got Eagle Scout Evan Tchaikovsky. Uh, Evan, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we we put him behind the mic. This is this is all part of your project. This this gets to go into the whole project thing. So uh, as we mentioned, uh, Evan and Eagle Scout, and uh, he's got a project. We're going to talk about that, but it's a uh, it all kind of centers around a coffee drive coming up. So Evan, can you can you explain to us what's going on here? Uh, so each year, my troop it's a uh, Troop Two Twelve of East Helena, Montana. Uh, does a coffee drive for uh, veterans, and what we do is we collect coffee for vets, and we bring it over to the VA, and the VA distributes it to uh, uh, to all their different facilities, mm-hmm. so vets can get yeah. their coffee. And last year, we donated thirteen hundred cans of coffee, so it's quite a lot of coffee. Yeah, and that's a crazy number. Yeah. Did you? I mean, did. Did you expect that? Because you've been involved with this for a, a, a little bit now. I mean, what what did you think when you when you guys went through and and who was the one that had to count? Oh, I wasn't the one who <laughs> counted. Uh, luckily, I think that was Mrs. Summer over here. Uh, but I think previously the most we'd collected was like three hundred or four hundred cans of coffee. So it was it was quite a shock to collect so much coffee. It was an entire trailer load and. It took a while to load and unload. Yeah. Well, and so you, uh, in terms of being an Eagle Scout, you got to do a project. And so your project is centered around this drive, right? Yes. So for my project, uh, I noticed that the VA didn't have enough room for all 1,300 cans of coffee that we donated. So my Eagle project was to build a new storage shed so there would be space for that. Did you build a big enough shed, though, Evan? Oh, I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping I built a big enough one, but if we're lucky, uh, might have to build another one next year. Yeah, somebody else is going to have to take up a project next yeah. year if we can keep this going the right way. We're talking with uh, Evan Tchaikovsky this morning. He's an Eagle Scout out in East Helena. What What's the troop? Uh, troop 212. 212, okay. And every year they, they work on doing a coffee drive for uh, for the vets, and it go, goes out to the VA, and it, it goes out to uh, different halls. And I mean, it's... It seems like a little thing, right? Like we hear it and then we go, okay, coffee. Like, but this is a big deal. I mean, that's an expense for all of these places that they won't have to pay out if everybody helps out with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like being a part of that and being able to help like that? Um, well, it's, it's a great feeling being able to help people, especially people who are in need and, um, People love coffee. It's something that gives a lot of people comfort. and We go through a lot of coffee in this building. We need to have a coffee drive for this building at some point. Um, this is, uh, I mean, it, it can. Uh, Evan's right. It does, it does make an impact. And so we're getting ready to start this thing. It's not started yet, but we wanted to get it on your radar. When are we kicking this off? Uh, it's starting on November 11th on Veterans Day. And it, it'll last for about 12 days until the 22nd. Okay, so you've got 12 days, not quite two weeks, to get out there and start. But you know what? Get out there and buy your coffee now and just hang on to it. Evan will be waiting. 
you can uh, you can hang on to it. And starting on the 11th, uh, they'll start collecting. Where is that going to happen at? Like, how, how do people get this to you? Uh, so the collection is going to happen at Walmart this year because uh, scouts themselves can't uh, go out in front of Walmart for, I guess, precautionary measures. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Walmart will be collecting it, and then uh, the scouts will collect that and then deliver it. Okay, fantastic. Do we have a goal set? I mean, like you said before, we had like 300. Well, last year we we didn't just set a new bar. I mean, we destroyed the old record and uh, built a new gym around it. I mean, so, well, I mean, are we looking to try and hit that number again, or do you have a number in mind? Um, well, the number I have in mind right now is uh, 1,500 cans of coffee, so okay. just 200 more. I'm hoping that's, uh, that's a feasible jump. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, Walmart obviously going to be helping you out here. They're they're collecting it, but they're also going to be running sales on everything to try and uh, help people out and help the vets out, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so this is all kicking off on Veterans Day on November 11th. We're collecting coffee for uh, for the VA for all the halls in in the area. I mean, this is again, it's one of those things where it seems little, but everybody can contribute. I mean, last year, thirteen hundred cans coming from our community that's pretty amazing uh evan built a shed for all this stuff so we got to fill it up yeah it'd be a shame not to use it <laughs> yeah how long did that take you evan to, to put together a shed like that oh uh, the shed construction i think took something like three weeks but the planning was a couple of months okay yeah and so where is that at is that out there at their facility now or yep it's out uh, at the va so if you actually drive to the va you'll see the shed on the left so is it is it painted? Is it uh, finished? I mean, what what does this look like? Uh, so it's like an eight by ten shed. It's uh, red with white trim, and it's uh, even got shingles on it. So it's I like it quite the structure. Yeah, I like it. Good job, man. That, that, that's such a cool thing. And uh, Troop Two Twelve doing fantastic work in our community once again. It's it's a fun thing. It's something that all of us can help out with uh, chipping in. Uh, it's going to be huge. So it kicks off uh, again on on Veterans Day. Yes. Okay. And then uh, what's the process? What does it look like? Somebody wants to help out. What do they need to do? Uh, so what's, if someone wants to help out, they can buy coffee or caffeinated or decaf. Last year there wasn't enough decaf, so I guess that was a little problem. But um, you can buy the coffee and you can drop it off at Walmart, and then the scouts will collect it. Okay. And uh, it's going to be, Stacy, I assume, right up front there. Uh, like people aren't going to miss it and wander around going, where do I donate? It's going to be obvious. Absolutely. They can actually purchase it right at the register. Our cashiers will have um, coffee up there that we can put your name on, attach it, and we send it out to the VA. Last year, all of our uh, coffees went out with a little note from each of the donors that we attached okay, to cool. it. So really cute that a VA across the state can see that Helena is really appreciative of their service also. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming in, Stacy Summer with uh, with Walmart and uh, Eagle Scout Evan Tchaikovsky out at two, Troop Two Twelve out in East Helena. Guys, thanks so much, and uh, we'll we'll give you updates as uh, as they come in. We we did it with the peanut butter. We're gonna do it with the coffee. We're gonna remind you guys that it's going on. You guys are gonna be really annoyed that I'm talking about it for twelve days, but uh, we're gonna do it because it's an important thing. We're gonna give you uh, daily updates. That just means Stacy has to get out there and count them all every day, but. That's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or maybe we can uh, we we can ring in another uh, Eagle Scout and say your your job is to count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like Loving it. That idea, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Stick around. We've got more coming up on Coffee Break right after this. 
I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks so much for sticking around with us this morning. I do appreciate that. Once again, thanks so much to uh, Evan Shikovsky for coming in, talking about uh, what they're doing out there with Troop 212 and the coffee drive. And uh, thanks again to Walmart. They do actually uh, so much great stuff in the community. And that again, coming up on Veterans Day. And uh, we'll remind you of that as we get closer uh, to that coffee drive. But we're finishing today talking uh, about the 4-H equity ambassadors. And uh, we've got I don't think we have all of them. But we we've got. Uh, do we have all of them? Yep. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've got the whole tree. I thought for some reason I was thinking there was four, but we've got three of them in the studio today. Uh, guys, thanks for coming by. And uh, I, I guess you want to run down the line and uh, introduce yourself to folks. Of course. Uh, my name is Megan Goroski, and I have been in 4-H for seven years, and I'm super excited to launch off this equity project. My name is Cade Duran, and this will be my ninth year in 4-H, and I'm also pretty excited about this project. My name is Claire Downing, and this is my 11th year in 4-H, and we're really excited to tell you about the project that we have planned today. I mean, you're the veteran of the group, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come in at the end. Like, I like that. You're just like, I got this game figured out. I'm going to let the new guys take charge of this. So the 4-H equity ambassadors, I mean, people, of course, have heard about 4-H. We have Cara on the show uh, every now and again, and it, all of our listeners know 4-H, right? But the 4-H equity ambassadors, that's something a little new. That That's a, a group of words that people don't know. It's one that I don't know a ton about until I started reading. Um, can you explain what's going on here? Yes, of course. So um, the three of us have been selected from our state to represent our state as national equity ambassadors. So we recently intended, attended the 4-H National Equity Institute in which we uh, discussed equity, how we're going to make a change in our communities, and developed our project. Okay. As well as kind of covered the issues as to why equity is important in our current climate and, uh, and like what we can do about it, and then got some cool presentations from speakers and got to present our ideas and get feedback. It was a really cool event. Yeah. So what does that look like in practice? I mean, we, we understand equity. Okay. But, but in practice in, in actually making this happen, just in a general sense, before diving into your project, um, what did you bring out of that, that conference? What does that mean to you guys? Well, we want to focus um, at the county and state level on being more inclusive in our 4-H programs and making sure that they're um, available for everybody to participate in. 
We want to kind of advertise to a more diverse group of uh, kids and youth leaders everywhere and just show everyone that they are welcome and uh, can be utilized in 4-H. Yeah, because there is, and it's something that we've talked about on the show before, but there is that uh, just that connotation of what 4-H is, right? It, it's the pigs and the cows, and it, it it's the, the petting zoo when you go through at the fair. That's what 4-H is, and, and that's that's part of 4-H, but that's not all. I mean, it's it's so much more broad than what I think a lot of people realize, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes don't recognize that 4-H is a service-based event, so it's not just about the animals. We do a lot of community service. We do a lot of volunteering, and our goal is just to ultimately help our communities. Um, that might be through raising market animals, which a lot of people recognize, but it's also through um, learning leadership skills and recognizing where we can help in our communities. So, what has um, Claire? Maybe you're the you're the best one to speak to this because you've been doing this for you said eleven years now. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, what what has 4-H brought um, into your life? I mean, obviously, it's important to you because you, you don't do anything for eleven years without it actually meaning something. Yeah, 4-H has honestly opened a whole world of opportunities to me. And I think the biggest thing is developing friendships like I have with Megan and Cade. Um, But really, I've been all on the indoor side of 4-H, which is um, uh, away from the animals. And so I've been involved in projects such as baking and cooking um, and photography, the projects that um, maybe people don't know 4-H offers. But for me, it's really offered a place to develop and grow my passions. And um, I've been able to travel across the nation and across the world even with 4-H, which is uh, an experience that not many people would attribute to the 4-H program. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you guys mentioned we're talking uh, 4-H equity ambassadors. Mouth getting ahead of me there. Um, We're talking about that this morning. And these guys um, went to a, a national conference i guess first off how did you get tabbed to go to this thing i mean you guys win the lottery um a couple of us are are a little more or less recognized on the state level and so we had some of the the leaders on that level reach out to us and be like check this out um and then we kind of took it and ran and we had to apply um kind of a vigorous application everybody has to do their own part and then a, a bigger group part Um, We were selected out of our state, and then we were supposed to attend uh, a cool conference in Washington, D.C. in April. That was pushed back to September, which was then virtual. Um, And so we did that uh, towards the end of September. And then we've just been kind of working at it every week since. Yeah. So not quite as, I mean, it's got to be a little frustrating, you know, like everything, everything changed, right? So you didn't actually get to go on the trip. You didn't get to, but what did you bring out of that? I mean, there still had to be some pretty phenomenal information and experience that you pulled out of that, right? Definitely. Yeah. Kate, Kate just summing it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what, I mean, what, what is something that you, you came out of that experience so the, the, the virtual national what what did you, I was going to say come home with, but I guess what did you stay home with? Well, obviously it would have been awesome to go to Washington, D.C. and meet our um, fellow National Equity Ambassadors, but I think the virtual event 
ultimately paid off. There was a ton of great speakers that had a lot of great information. Um, they had a ton of resources uh, for the virtual event that really summed up a lot for us that I don't think would have been provided if it was just in person. Um, Another thing we did too is um, each state had a presentation and so we got to see the ideas from the other states mm -hmm. um, that were implementing projects in their communities and they also gave us feedback which was really helpful to hear from adults and youth 4-H'ers. So did you go into this with the idea of your project already then? It sounds like? Yes. We okay. already had our project idea developed, and then we just built on it and got feedback uh, okay. from the institute. We've got Cade, Megan, and Claire in today, uh, 4-H Equity Ambassadors. And uh, it's time. I, I don't want to run out of time before we just keep chatting, so let's, let's make sure that we actually talk about your project. Um, you're focusing on uh, the foster care system. Why there? Well... Montana has the second highest rate of removal from their from uh, homes into foster care, um, only behind West Virginia, I'm pretty sure. And so we recognize this as an issue across the state. We've all kind of been connected to people that have been in and out of the foster care system or people that have been foster parents. And so we just recognize the need for our help or our aid or whatever we can do to yeah. Cade, were you gonna it looked like you want to say something and you got plenty of time, my friend, so go ahead. Um, Megan kind of covered it. We just really saw a a need that we could assist with and uh, ran it. We all kind of have a personal tie to the foster care system. Um, I have some family that of both foster parents and foster kids and Claire has a adopted sister through the foster care system and Megan has some family friends that have been foster parents and, and she's gotten close with those kids and so we just have seen the process and we've seen what good it can do and we wanted to kind of help the other kids that are involved with that yeah so this is something where you guys all kind of came in and said i mean w was just a pretty quick thing of this is what i want to do and it just it, it it just sort of melded together with all three of you having those connections yeah i think uh we started this in spring, which was when the institute was originally supposed to be, and we tossed around a lot of ideas, but when we fell upon the foster care system and tied all of our um, interests and personal like relationships to um, the project that we were thinking about doing, it really just seemed like the right choice. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, when we talk about foster care in Montana, as you uh, as these guys pointed out, I mean it's 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 a problem, and it's not one that's always talked a lot about. So I think just you raising awareness uh, of the problem is a big deal. I mean, have you found people that didn't realize really the the scope that we're talking about here? Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think even through our exploration of this project, we've realized um, how big of an issue it is and how many people it does impact in the state of Montana. 50% um, of youth in foster care are below the age of five. And so for us, it really means impacting those young individuals and um, if, it, if we can do anything to help them along their way. Um, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. These guys sent me uh, sent me over some information um, earlier, and uh, the number of youth placed into foster care in Montana more than doubling in the past five years, and uh, only ten percent uh, are are ever adopted. Uh, almost ninety six percent of the children and youth removed from their homes are victims of abuse uh, and or 
uh, neglect. I mean, those are all uh, those are pretty big numbers. I mean, how, how did it make you guys uh, feel? I mean, it, it must have made you just feel a little bit more committed to making this thing work when you really dove in and you start looking at those numbers. Because uh, to you guys, those aren't numbers on a sheet. I mean, that this is real for you. I mean, yeah, we we kind of started with like here's here's a need that we can provide for, and then now it's like this is something that we need to. Um, we kind of took it to a bigger level. We we raised our goals for our project, and we um, decided that we were going to do it to a bigger scope. We kind of switched from community to statewide, um, and just got way more serious about it. And so now it's like a it's an everyday task where some of us have. You know, we have to go pick this up from uh, this office that's going to donate this, or we have to go make this post on social media. Um, and it, it almost is like a job at this point. And yeah. I think all of us are, are pretty committed to that because of what we've come to realize. Okay. So so explain to people just what it is that you're doing here. I mean, what ultimately, what is the project? Ultimately, our goal for this project is to develop 500 um, care backpacks or care packages containing... Um, some basic I- items such as hygiene or coloring books or colored pencils and we're going to kind of split it up by age group so it's going to differ from bag to bag but um, like I said our ultimate goal is 500 okay. packages. Because it sounds like the, the, the idea being that when children are removed from their home sort of regardless of, of situation but especially if it's in one of those cases of neglect or abuse they're removed from the home. It's not, hey, you've got 10 minutes. Why don't you go pack a bag? They're leaving with nothing, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So most of the time, they're just wearing the clothes that they have on their back, and they don't get to have any personal items. And so that's our thought pro- behind providing um, blankets or comforting items like stuffed animals for them to have as they move from home to home or um, even if they're just at one home so that they have their own personal items. We've been doing a lot of work with the Montana foster care system, and they try their best to give these kids as much personal items as they can. But just as you said, it kind of varies situation to situation, and they don't have enough time to pack up their whole room. And so they might have, you know, their their most favorite stuffed animal or that kind of thing, but uh, we're trying to provide all the stuff that uh, they can use, like Claire said, um, and like Megan said, when it comes to toiletries and uh, school supplies, you know, hair brushes and the kind of stuff that a five-year-old might not think to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in one of those situations, uh, I imagine where, you know, it's such a difficult thing. Even if it's a bad situation, that's the situation you know, Mm -hmm. and now you're in something completely foreign, something totally different, and you have nothing. Of, of your own you have nothing and so like we talked about in the first half um when we were talking about the coffee drive i mean it seems when we say hey could you buy a can of coffee for for the vets it seems like such a small thing uh, but when it's all piled together i mean it, it really can make a difference in in somebody's life and and so what you're doing here i think is a, a fantastic thing and so what was the feedback that you got? You said you got to present this to other states. I mean, what, what did you hear back from, from other groups? Well, our project uh, differed from a lot of the other states. None of them decided to go after the foster care system. And when they heard of our project, they were really inspired and gave us great feedback um, and great suggestions like of what to include in our bags 
And it was really cool, just as people in the community have been like, oh my gosh, I'd love to help out with that. Um, people from other states were even asking if we could send us the project details and they would consider donating themselves. So that was wow. really um, inspiring to have the whole 4-H community support us in this. Yeah. So what is it that you need uh, from listeners? Because um, this is a project. It's one that you've undertaken. Um, it's a huge problem, but we're working to make a little bit of it, a little piece of it better. And you need the public's help to help to, to make this happen. What, what is it that you need? What's the ask? Surely. We are more or less completely reliant on our community and uh, kind of the 4-H program across this state is kind of the, the other one that we're going to be calling on a little bit and some of the national stuff. And so what we need is um, either donations and items so that we can truly make and fill these backpacks or monetary donations. And so our community has really stepped up in both of those places already. Um, we have dentist's office and uh, I mean, all sorts of dental places around town just donating toothbrushes and toothpaste and floss like crazy. I think Megan has gone and picked up different boxes from probably five, six, maybe plus um, offices already. And with more, I know that that's what she's doing right after this. And they've really stepped up there. And then we've had um, groups like the Elks Club and the Rotary Club donate um, hundreds of dollars already. And with others kind of pledging support after we develop a little bit more and talk to them a little bit more. And then some of our, our national 4-H uh, constituents, like the, the group that was putting on the whole institute has... Uh, they're going to give us more money, um, hopefully our, our 4-H state level and maybe the county level. So really kind of pulling from everywhere. But what we need from, I guess, the listeners of this show is going to be those specific items. And that's going to be like hairbrushes and um, shampoo and conditioner and, and all that kind of stuff. And so how they can get that to us is uh, I'm going to provide my phone number and then they can kind of talk to us and I'll tell you what we need and how we can get it from you. Okay. Yeah. What's, uh, we've got about, uh, we got about a minute left. Okay. What, what's that number? Perfect. So that number is going to be 406-459-5298, or they can call the County Extension Office. Um, our, uh, our people there know about the project and, and they're excited too. And so you can just look that number up online if, if you forget mine, and uh, they'll kind of point you in the right direction. Okay. And do, you, do y'all have like a Facebook page or a, a website or anything where people can log on? Is that in the works? Or I know I'm giving you more work here if it's not. Not right now, okay. but I think that's a fantastic idea, Troy. Um, so we might just have to start up a Facebook page or something like that. That's not hard, and I think that would be a, a great way to drum up some more support. There you go. See, I just gave you more uh, more work to do this afternoon, Kate. So, yeah, Kate, Megan, and Claire, the 4-H equity ambassadors uh, here for uh, for Montana out of our county. And it's, it's a fantastic project uh, that they're working on, and, and, and it's something that I think all of us can help out in some small way. And so if, if you missed any of that contact information, just shoot me an email, and I'll connect you um, with them or with the extension office, whatever. Uh, I, I, a lot of you, you already have the contact information uh, to get a hold of me, but if you don't, it's Troy at MontanaRadio.com. So just shoot me an email, and I will connect you with these guys, and we'll help make this thing happen. Uh, guys, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you coming in today. Yeah, thank, thank you for you your so time. Much. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. 
We'll see you back here tomorrow.